bang, bang. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. How, 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 how. Hey, hey. Welcome back to Keep Buzzing with Greg and Vince. I'm Greg. I'm Vince. And uh, we have a very special podcast today. We're uh, we're doing this from the uh, the den, the den of the the Gregredome. So is that the name of Casa de Hicks? Yeah, oh. the Gregredome, the den. That's what. Yeah. So uh, we're currently watching the Panthers' first preseason game, three nothing Carolina. Jaron McCord giving us the uh, the little, little 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 eyes. I don't know what they are, but. There's some eyes. And then we're joined in the room by <laughs> producer Aaron, producer Sarah, producer Sasha, producer Cricket. Aaron refuses to speak because she's a little b-hole. <laughs> and you'll notice we might have a few few new sound effects. Pro- producer Cricket doesn't want to talk. Yeah. Producer Sarah is shoving pizza down her gullet. <laughs> As we speak, so per, there's that. Per, u- per usual. Per usual, which is, which is pretty much on tap. So, uh, and, and Sasha's licking her butt, so it's all... Everything's good in the Gregor Dome hood. Um, so, let's, uh, let's kind of talk real quick. We're getting into the season, and uh, we're preseason week one. What are your thoughts so far on, uh, on preseason week one? So, just happy that football's back, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's a great time of year. Mm. August August is a uh, an exceptional month. So I uh, it's been a, it's been a good day. You know, sitting here watching the Panthers. Uh, Tottenham got three of their four transfers, but we won't talk about that because this is about. The I say yeah. I saw the transfer deadline was today. A lot of money got spent. Yeah, yeah. Money. So Tottenham got three of their four big targets. So well, that's good. Feel pretty good. Way about to go, it. Tottenham. Yeah. Oh, it looks like uh, it's also National Cat Day. Yep, saw that earlier. And uh, congrats to uh, Nugget, the Nugs, Producer Nugs. Yeah, Pr- Producer Nugget had uh, one of her many days she's got coming up. But, I, I mean, not a lot of starters are playing, so I don't think no. there's a whole lot you take away from this game other than you just hope nobody gets hurt. and you know. I, yeah, I think the main thing looking at in this game would probably be, you know, looking at some of the rookies just for funsies cuz obviously you're not going to get that much from a preseason game from them in terms of knowing if they're going to be bad or good. But it's just still fun to see them suit up. Like there's Brian Burns right now lining up. Um it's also kind of fun to see the new formations that we're using. Um personally, I'm glad to see some more Kyle Kyle Allen action. Um, I really liked what I saw at the end of last year from him. I I don't care what anybody says. I think as long as he doesn't crap the bed this preseason, he's earned the number two spot, and Will Greer is going to sit third fiddle. Well, and I think, too, when the Panthers drafted Will Greer, it wasn't a, this guy's going to immediately be the backup. I think it was. No, I think fans fan base were like, ooh, third, third round pick on a quarterback. He's, he's going to be the yeah. backup immediately. No. No, Kyle uh, Kyle Allen proved that 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 he should have that role. And what blew my mind last year was, you know, in the Atlanta game, Kyle Allen came in when Heineke first got hurt and looked better than Heineke did. Yeah, absolutely. And then they pulled 
Allen to put Heineke back in. And I, I think they may have done that for the rules portion of it. Because I'm pretty sure that was part of it to where, like, if Heineke didn't come back in the game before, like, halftime or something like that, he wouldn't be eligible for the rest of the game, and they didn't want to just have that one quarterback, what may have been part of it. But I still, ooh, there's Brian Burns cleaning up. Good job, Brian. So Brian Burns with his little Spider-Man celebration, Spider-Burns, getting a, a little sack in the preseason with a lot of help from the rest of the defensive line. We didn't see much of that late in the year last year, so that's fun. Kyle Love looks like he ate five families, but hey, I love the man. He's a good guy. I can't tell who's it. Uh, who's in for them? Who's for, in for for us? For I Chicago for Chicago. Uh, I think that was Chase Daniel. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they're the the former future of the New Orleans uh, Taints. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good oh, one. No, I missed my yeah, chance. Yeah, you missed your chance. Missed my you're chance. Too late on that. No, wrong one. <laughs> now it applies for two now things. Now it applies for two things. This is, what a shame. Yeah, when Greg gets a toy, I don't know if he can be trusted with it. You just ask my wife. hey oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. So I got to say, not being in the studio has made it for a very interesting and um, robust visual experience. Because usually we're in our, our little square space, and, and now we have somebody in a kimono. We have a pizza-eating fiend. We have a butthole liquor, and then we also have Cricket shoving her butt in your face. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little bit more than what we're used to. Yeah. I, th- um, I, uh, I think it's very fitting for the first preseason game that we're, we're doing it like this. Yeah. I think that... Uh, it kind of fits the uh, mindset of a first preseason game. So I was thinking we might want to do something a little bit funzy for the first funzy preseason game, and uh, we could do something way too early statistical predictions. Oh, this is fun. So we'll we'll kind of we'll I'll, I'll give you a few. We'll do about four or five, and uh, we'll go ahead and we'll start with four or five each, or just four or five total, and we alternate. Four or five total. We okay. alternate. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we'll start off with DJ Moore. I'm going to give you, we'll do something like a more or less. I'll say. It's fitting we're starting with DJ Moore then. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say 65 catches, more or less. Wow. Dead air less. is great for radio. Okay. Less. 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 Well, I was thinking. Sorry. So what what do you what do you think? I I don't want you to think. I just want boom. So quick hitters. I, I think less because I think he'll be more of the big play guy. Okay. And so I think he won't have more than sixty five catches because I feel like his catches will produce more yards. Okay. Um, and I could see by all accounts, Curtis Samuel. Everything I read was that in camp he was. He's pretty much the number one. Yeah. It's looking like right so, now. Yeah. Um. So it's not that I'm saying D.J. Moore is going to have a bad year. I just think that he he's pretty explosive, and I think that Cam's shown the guys he relies on a lot of times. Like he he, it'll be guys like McCaffrey, like Olson, Olson, yeah, um, right, yeah. You know, he's very good about using possession receivers. Okay, um, and I think really the I want to say for that 65 number, I think maybe Benjamin passed it one year. 
Um, I would have to look that up. Yeah. I, I would be surprised if he passed it more than but one I feel year. Like one strength of Cam is I feel like he's pretty good. He he was pretty good last year about spreading it around. So, um, yeah. Um, so let me check really quick. Um, but then let me let me. I'll just say really quickly about my more or less for him. I think I think he'll get. Um, I would say equal to or slightly more. I don't think he's going to get um, a lot more, but I could see it being something to where he gets like 67, 68 catches. Um, that That's what I, I, I think the ball is going to be shared among multiple players. I think you'll see Olsen in the 50 to 60 range, more in that 65 to 70 range. Um, and then I don't want to say too much more because I'm going to ask some questions and some other ones. Um so the next one we'll get to would be Graham Gano missed extra points more or less than five. Extra points? Extra points. I'll say less. I think I think he'll be in the three to four range for extra points. I, I more than five would be that'd be a lot of missed extra points. And like yeah, that'd be, that'd be a lot of mistakes. And the reason, the reason I, I feel say like five. if it started creeping up too much, like like started creeping past five, as soon as it got close, they'd be looking at maybe a new kicker, like they did last year. Yeah, the reason I say five is just because he has missed three consistently for the last four years. He has missed three extra points, and he but. He has also missed out of the last four years 18 field goals in the last four years. Yeah, if you said field goals, I would have surprised him more. And honestly, that 18 in four years is inflated by that, what was it, two years ago where he was really, really good? uh, Where he missed none or one? I can't remember. Yeah, he missed one last year in 2017. But he missed three extra points. Yeah. Um, so for myself, I think he misses exactly five extra points. Okay. If I'm being honest. Okay. Um, and that's just because I continue to have zero to no faith in Graham Gano. Uh, he was an immediate upgrade from, uh, Olindo Mare. No denying that Lindo was terrible. He was way past his prime. Just had no business being on the roster, cost us multiple games. Um, but to that end, I don't think Graham Gano is earning the amount of money that we're paying him. He's taking such a chunk of change for a kicker. Um, oh, to go back to your point about Kelvin Benjamin, Kelvin Benjamin, his rookie year, got over 65 catches, and that was his peak. Yeah, he peaked his rookie year. He had his career high in catches, yards, and touchdowns, all in that, and longest catch. Mm. So there you, you go. I mean, that's what happens when you get behind a guy as your leader. I mean, he went from one of the best leaders in football, Jameis Winston at Florida State, <laughs> to, to, to to Cam one Newton, yeah, one of the worst the in worst. Cam Newton. Um, so then, uh, oh, so I got to tell you the story. Please do. Jameis Winston and Cam Newton made me think of it. So we, uh, producer Aaron and I went to Braves games the pe- this past weekend in Atlanta. And so one day 
I didn't wear Cardinal stuff, but I said, you know what would be fun to wear in Atlanta? I'm going to wear my Carolina Panthers shirt. And so, you know, a couple of people had said stuff here or there, but nothing, nothing bad or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm in line at concessions, and these two guys start talking to me. Or, and um, we were talking about something different, and then they saw I had a Panthers shirt on. Yeah. And so they were Georgia fans as well, so they really don't like Cam, which right, is understandable. Yeah. And uh, so one guy was pretty cool. And then the other guy was, like, really drunk. Oh, so, so he was really cool. Yeah. So the guy but the guy that was cool, we were just talking, and there was, like, a little back and forth, but it was harmless. And so the guy that was a little more intoxicated, he uh, he was like, yeah, we haven't liked Cam since the Florida days. And I was like, oh, yeah, the laptop days. And, uh, tr- you know, trying to get in front of them saying it. So I was right, just like, oh, right, yeah, the right, laptop right, days. Right, right, right. And he goes, well, yeah, you had that and the crab legs. And me and the other guy kind of looked at him. He's like, yeah, he stole the crab legs, too. And I wanted to be like, you have the wrong black NFC South quarterback exactly. there, sir. <laughs> that was that was James. And then um, his, his friend goes, no, that was Jameis Winston. <laughs> and um, I would just like to comment, sir. One of them is a professional quarterback that plays at the high level. The other one is a Cam slightly rotund. Oh. oh, sorry. It's it's yellow, I think. Oh, no, that's what you get. That's what you get for that one. <laughs> there you go. Turd. I thought that was reserved for your jokes. No, it's reserved one. for your quote unquote joke. Okay, so let's get back to what's important. Okay, all right. The third player on my list, um, Dante Jackson, more or less than four interceptions. He had four last year. <laughs> Will he have more or less than four this year? <laughs> oh, Greg held up three fingers. <laughs> so, um, I, is it three or four? You're, it's four. He okay, had four, four last year. Will he have more or less than four this year? If I say three, does that count as more than four? Or I'm going to punch you <laughs> in the gonads. Uh, let's see. Um, see, it's tough because... I don't know scheme-wise what they'll be running if they'll be doing a lot of man-to-man zone, kind of where they're going to be weak. Um, wow, this is really great. Thanks I'll say for, thanks for thanks for playing the game. Oh yeah, you wanted me to just say it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll say more than okay. four. More than um, four. I'm gonna go with more just because why not? I mean, I think hopefully. Uh, and the serious answer is that um, the pass rush this year should be a lot better. Yeah. So quarterbacks should be under a lot more duress than they're used to. Um, pass rush should also be fast, so quarterbacks will have to get rid of it quickly. And, you know, if they have to get rid of it quickly or in a panic, then that sets up opportunities for the secondary. I also believe it'll be more than four because all the things that you mentioned, but also I think Dante Jackson is going to be a l- Not that he isn't already motivated, but I think... He took how he was portrayed on All or Nothing uh, pretty, dang, that's a great field goal. Who kicked that? Cam? Yep. Oh, God, sign him. Anyways, Slyle. <laughs> he, Graham Gano. Is that guy's last name Slyle? Riding the pine pony this year. What, what kind of last name is Slyle? I think it's just Sly. 
Oh, yeah. Why am I reading it as an L? I don't know. I don't know either. Anyways. Slyle so would have been. I think it's going to be more than four because I think Dante Jackson is going to be pretty, is pretty peeved by the all or nothing thing. And I think he wants to try to prove some people like, in his mind, he wants to prove people like, I'm, I'm, I'm great. Blah, blah, blah. So, so does that mean, so now am I coming up with two stats? I mean, if you, if you want to, you can. Or okay. I can come up with two more. I can, I can come up with two. Okay. Give me, give me, give me one on, on, on the fly. Okay. Um, wow, this is really on the fly. You gave me, like, no time. Well, that's why I said it's on the fly. So, um, Double time. $500 million, more or less, that David Tepper's going to fleece from Charlotte taxpayers for oh a new stadium. Oh, my God, more. Like, I, I would be surprised if it's anything less than a billion. Ugh. For what he wants, to, I think for what he wants to do with it, because I assume you would factor in demolishing costs. Oh, yeah, he's gonna he's going to want... At, he's gonna want fifty yeah. percent public funds at least, yeah. and I'm sitting here like, buddy, you're getting huge tax breaks, and you bought the team with cash, and still had over eight million left over from eight billion, bill, eight billion left. <laughs> he over. had eight Sorry. million, and they're looking for a new owner. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, I think more, way more. What about yeah. you? I I agree. I think I think it's more. Um, because uh, I think the city will pay it. Um, Everybody kept hyping up like, oh, he's such a great owner. He's out with the people, blah, 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 blah. And I'm sure he's doing that because he genuinely enjoys it and he's really enjoying yeah, the I moment. Yeah, I think he's but, really thankful he's got this opportunity. Yes, but at the same time, I completely think it's all part of this bigger scheme of become really likable, become you know face of this team, become this symbol of you know, hope and a new direction and excitement and try to get public support behind him of, hey, I'm a billionaire, but you love me because your favorite sports teams give me your tax money that I really haven't earned and that a new stadium will never pay for. It's true. Yeah. So, I mean, statistics over and over and over again show new stadiums, publicly funded new stadiums, are there's no return on investment whatsoever. Well, and I feel like a lot of times when those contracts are drawn up, it's the money from the stadiums, the percentage that the city's getting from it is not so much. It, it's dependent on the economic boost, you know, exactly. having these events and having all these people come in. And the fact of the matter is, like, Charlotte's issue for having major events isn't necessarily, I mean, Bank of America Stadium isn't going to host it, but... You know, it's part of the reason about a Super Bowl. It's not so much the stadium's just one of the issues. You know, there's a lot of other factors that go into it. And unfortunately, I feel like the city is a little bit behind on that. Um, and so I don't, just because they would get this brand new stadium that's, you know, retractable roof and all this stuff doesn't automatically mean that all these events are going to come in. I think no, stuff like, you'll have more like concerts, more like stadium concert tours and stuff like that. But um I mean, would I, we have any more than we already get, though? Stadium concert-wise, I think so. Because think? you could, if people go or in this area in like the winter t- towards the winter time, they'd be more likely. You don't necessarily want to play an outdoor just, show, but but don't they just already do the concert at uh, Spectrum instead? You could, but if you had a big stadium and it was like a major artist touring. Where they're trying, they can actually but fill they would, a bigger stadium. I mean, stadium. but they 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 did Justin Timberlake, and that's like one of the biggest ones out there. Well, yeah, but I'm saying if they if they could do an even bigger artist, they will. I mean, you you can like artists like that. Yeah, they're doing venues, but it would become part of their like marquee stadium tour shows. 
Because that, that's not necessarily on, like, their stadium tours. So, like, Blink-182. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Is that Brian Burns? Look at you, Burns. Look at you. I don't know what he just did to their field, but it didn't uh, look pleasant. Well, it looked like he was popping a squat, but he was doing the Spider-Man, like, the, the Spider-Man on a, on a building post. My man didn't get fooled, and he chased down Chase Daniel. Chase, chase, chase. All right, I think it's time to move on to our last stat. Give me the last so, stat, baby. Last stat, Cam Newton. Okay. 45. More, more, more beautiful. 45 total touchdowns. So passing and running. Less. Okay. I would agree with you. Oh. Ooh, is that Jermaine? No, who There's is that? a touchdown. Hey, baby. I don't know if it was a complete or a forward pass, yeah. but... It, Looks like Panthers may have just no, it's incomplete pass. Um, Boo. So let's see replay. Yeah, it's yeah, incomplete. it's an incomplete pass. Yeah. Um, Who's the one that hit that? Eighty something. Twenty eight. Sorry, twenty eight. This is the other thing about the preseason. Like Greg, f- Greg and I are big Panther fans. Greg is one of the biggest oh, Panther that's fans Galden. I know. But way to go, Golden. It's uh, Sean Golden friends. It's, it's a point in the preseason too where. Don't quite have the uh, numbers down on some of these fringe players or some of these backups mature. Hey, look what this microphone looks like. Okay. So we have uh, we have lost Greg. I think you have <laughs> I think not he is lost focused me. on uh, go number eighteen. Run, run, that, little man. Oh, that's number nineteen. That's nineteen. Hey, good little return, little baby. Um. So anyway, I think I agree with under forty-five just because. So my head says under, my heart says over by like ten. So how many did he have in his MVP? Forty-five. Yeah, thirty-five so. and ten. Thirty-five and ten. And then, well, and then okay. people try to Let say, me, and he still threw double-digit interceptions. Well, he threw literally ten interceptions. Let me come down from forty-five and then say so that 40. was four and I'll a say half 40 then. touchdowns for every one ter- uh, yeah. interception. I'll take that all day. So f- I'll d- I'll do forty instead of forty five. Because uh, I think it's tough uh, to say. Like I will say, I will say, I think he can get to forty or over if his arm is healthy all year. That's fair. I I think it depends too on what type of offense too they run. If they're going to be a high powered, score quickly that kind of stuff, or if they're going to do kind of the traditional slow it down. No, I think they're going to go. I think there it's going to be. More of what we saw last year where I think they're going to expand a lot more on last year, and that was, a I don't want to call it explosive as much as it was very, seemed much more kind of catch lightning in a bottle type. Yeah. Like and, and you're, I think you're not doing real long shots, but you're not doing just short stuff either. Like it, It's very much a mix of that, that short, medium, and that kind of, in between deep and medium, that intermediate type range, and you'll see a lot of those like 15 and in and see a lot of those 10 and out. Because, I mean, look at some of the biggest plays we had last year. Detroit, that third down, was like, what, third and seven or something like that, or third and 10, and he threw that little out route to DJ Moore, and DJ made a great catch, catch for the first down, slipped a tackle, and I think he rolled his ankle on it too, which is why he didn't end up scoring because he just couldn't get the power. And he proceeded to run 70 yards downfield and get tackled at, like, the 13. Yeah. Now, hopefully there's been videos, hopefully, that 
Cam Newton does have his deep ball back because honestly, even from the beginning of the year, there wasn't a lot of there was never really a lot of deep shots. Well, um, we'll find out if his girlfriend is pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> nice, you, you got the timing right on that one. I was proud of you. Um, we'll we'll see. I mean, I I think that's that's oh, that we one talked lady about in the audience thought it was a little bit more funny than others. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she, you're she welcome. Um. I think with uh, God, he really does give off Jimmy Clausen vibes. Don't be pickles, oh, Kyle Allen. That's you don't want to give. Uh oh, Will Greer's in, and Will Greer Greer looks like a damn Furby with a helmet on. Well, he's on fire, and the Bears' defense is terrified. Furby, Furby, Furby. What the hell are you doing? Dead on Furby impression. <laughs> Producer Sarah thought it was pretty much spot on. Hey, did you ever buy a Furby? My investment. What if what if I showed you a secret room in our house and we had like hundreds of special edition Furbies? When I on the when pods. I heard what if I showed you, I didn't know where that was going. And, and, so I and got then a little I nervous. turned to you and I said, Vince and Aaron, I would like to offer you a once in a lifetime opportunity <laughs> to invest in these <laughs> to invest in Furby. So speak. So th- that leads me to a next point about the Panthers. Um, All right, this should be an interesting segue. <laughs> okay, so speaking of Furby. Um, what do you think? Oh no, baby. Will Greer comes in, hands who, it off to the running back, running back fumbles. I hope that wasn't Cap. Already a bust. Who 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 Already fumbled that? Already a bust. Was that was that Vander Hollyfield's child, Elijah? That would suck. How'd you pronounce his last name? Hollyfield? Well, I think it's Holyfield. Holyfield. It is oh, it is Holyfield's child. Oh, oh. man. Oh god. He, he got no. hit right in the ear. Mm. Not well. Well, so much for uh for all those Panther fans. Oh, Cameron Artis Payne. His time is done here. Who comes? Who comes to watch Hall of Fame? Who go? Who gonna take us back? Go now. We got a new double trouble. Why? Why does your? Why do your generic Panther fans have extreme difficulty breathing? Because they're idiots. They can't <laughs> even remember how to breathe. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and they're rotund. <laughs> hey, is that Trey Boston playing? Ooh, ooh, there's a flag. No, I, I think that's just a guy with dreads. No, I'm 99% sure that's Trey Boston. No, that's the referee. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, the refer- referee has a very clearly fade haircut and he he gives off no vibes of having any hair past maybe what a millimeter yeah he's also white which trey boston is not um he also white people can have dreads or have you never seen uh ross trent i saw ron swanson he had rastafarianism um so back back to this ron what happened to your mustache it rubbed off from friction. Okay. Um, Parks and Rec, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. So this is this is my one thing I, I want to know. Some just quick hot takes on overall team, way too early team stats. Ooh, what a block. Uh, first one being, big one, team sacks, more or less than 40. Uh, 53. That's pretty precise. Oh yeah, there's 53 guys on the team, so 53 sacks. Well, that's uh, that. That would probably I, I don't know if that would be second, but that'd be in the top three or four uh, seasons for the Panthers' defense. 
Stop that. He's pointing to his PP. Yeah, because 53 sacks. Get it? Well, all I know is this is usually the response when you talk about Vince's PP. <laughs> There, there's, there wouldn't be that many people laughing. There are when we talk about it later. Okay, <laughs> that's that's me and my Furbies laughing. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so, okay, so you say fifty three? No, in in all seriousness, because um, I I was just making a penis joke. Um, Your father listens to this, doesn't he? What's up, Dad? <laughs> um, I would say <laughs> I have some students who listen to this too, but oh, we won't talk man. about that. Oh man, they're, they're former students, so it's okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, that could be an issue, but uh, oh god, no. I, in all seriousness, I mean, I would like to say more. I mean, defense pass rush specifically is younger, faster. Um, it, it'll really just depend on. Do you hear about this young kid, Bruce Irvin? <laughs> I mean, overall, it is younger. Um, yes, yes, it is. It compared, is. I mean, <laughs> to what we had last year where we had, <laughs> it felt like the retirement home out there. Oh, my sometimes. God. I, well, I told you at the first, in in the preseason last year, when we talked about our concerns for the year, I said I was concerned about the age of the D-line. Yeah. It's like, I don't know um, if they're going to be able to, to handle The oh. issue for the sacks for me is, too, depending on, like, the secondary and how much support they're going to need. Mm-hmm. Um, and Because that will affect, obviously, what guys play. Because a guy like Bruce Irvin is going to be out there, for the most part, in situations where we're going to be resting the pass. I guarantee you Bruce Irvin is going to get 60% of the snaps for the whole year. You say 60? Yeah. I like at least they're going to he it, it Ron is going to revert back to he will play that is totally Trey Boston out there. Trey Boston move. That that is how Trey Boston moves. Um I can't see his number but I know that's him. Also, who who is that? Luke? Sorry, a white oh, linebacker. White, made a, a white linebacker with a uh, with a five in his jersey just tackled somebody. Um, but I, I I think Ron is gonna go back to his little. Oh, I got I got to play the veterans. <laughs> Why is Ron Rivera out of breath? He uh, because he's freaking out. <laughs> he's stressed. So he's going to play the veterans <laughs> over the young kids, and then all of a sudden a veteran's going to get hurt, and the young kid's going to come in and light it up, and he's going to be like, oh, I mean, they're just taking advantage of an opportunity. This is a, this is amazing. And then and then he tried to justify last year. Can, can I go on a little mini rant? Okay, sure, so sure. last year, last year the little turd hole had, had the great idea of I'm not going to play these young wide receivers and I'm going to lean on Torrey Smith and Devin Funches and all this stuff. And I'm just going to say, you know, screw it with Curtis Samuel and, and DJ Moore, even though the most, you know, electric plays and the, the best playmakers out there were DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel when they had the ball in their hands, but he still didn't play him. And then he comes out this year and says, well, Curtis Samuel didn't didn't play much in the second half of games because he he wasn't conditioned enough. Can He's you can NFL you please play. just he, pick he a has, voice for he, Ron Rivera because you've done three different voices now in a span of like. Oh, a I'm sorry. Do you not speak in multiple voices? Only in my head. Code switching, butthole. It's true. T. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It totally is. It totally is. That's Ron Rivera's. That's Ron Rivera's voice for when he's talking to reporters. And then 
Then you had Ron Rivera's voice when he's talking when he's talking to uh to the team this, and the coaches. Wasn't this supposed to be a mini rant? <laughs> your 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 face is a rant. So here and then this is this is the last part. Ron 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 no 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 Ron Rivera's a boot hole and. I think I don't care what all or nothing says. That guy straight up sucks. All right, continue. Wow, it's been so long. <laughs> I don't even remember. Football's where back, we're at. baby. <laughs> all right, we 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 need to wrap this up. Yeah, in the next we, we three do. minutes. I think. Right. Uh, yeah, it, it's. Let's see. You had said the sacks. Let's go. Um, <laughs> wins. No, we're saving that. Um, I, I honestly, turnovers. Turnovers. Forced. Yeah. But forced turnovers. Okay. Um, what what's the number? Uh, let's do 20. That'd be just over one a game. Mm, over. Over 20? I, I think, I think this year, as long as the pass rush is, pass rush is there, I say we get 25. Yeah. I think it goes back to kind of what we had talked about earlier. Pass rush, hopefully making yeah. quarterbacks less, because that's been a biggest thing. That's been a biggest part of the Panthers defense could, not being good lately. I could see us getting... Seven to eight forced fumbles, and that um, that eighteen to seventeen range of of interceptions. Okay, where that's a mix of you know I could see Dante getting five. I could see Brad Barrett. Brad Barrett doesn't get a lot of picks. Um, well, well, I think it's because for the most part he does a pretty good job of keeping. Yeah, his guy that's on what I'm saying. So, so like I could see him, him getting like two. Um, I could see Luke getting one or two there. So that that alone right there. If each if Bradbury got two, Luke got two, and Jackson got five, that's nine. That's half of the picks right there. I think your your safeties. I think Boston's going to get three, and so then you're looking at twelve. Uh, I think Eric Reed will probably get one or two, so we'll say one. Be conservative on that. Um, so then now we're looking at thirteen out of the eighteen there, and I think you're probably going to get Shaq Thompson's going to get one. You might get one of those random defensive linemen deflected passes gets one. Colin Jones is usually good for like an interception each year in the most random way. Um, <laughs> He'll get one on like a fake punt. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then I think Ross Cockrell is going to get one or two. Um, You're just running down the list here. I think Galden gets his first pick this year. And I think Cornelder gets the old... Yeah, or practice squatted. Yeah, I, I, I can see. He makes I can see Elder getting practice squad because there, there is a there are some other players that have been having really good camps, and I, I've I've heard very little about Corn Elder. So yeah. feel bad for the kid. Feel bad. He got thrown to the wolves against the Seahawks, and and he uh, he he got eaten. In the words of heavyweights, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> so great, um, great movie. It is. So we'll. We'll finish it off with this with this last little bit, um, and I'll, I'll just say this: Do you feel like the preseason, the full look of the preseason, can give you an accurate vibe or viewpoint of what the regular season will bring? I don't think so for a few reasons. One, I think co- most coaches are pretty timid in their calls that they make in the preseason, I think, because you don't want to put, you don't want to do what Chip Kelly did when he came in, where you put all your stuff out there, and then halfway through the season, teams have figured you out. Um, so I think from a play-calling standpoint, things are relatively simple, um, which takes away that. 
Um, I think also a lot of times in the NFL, I feel like teams aren't really charged up till about week five, week six. I mean, even the year the Panthers went to the Super Bowl recently, it didn't feel like they really hit their stride until I think it was like week six, week seven. I mean, the, the first few weeks, games were not, you know, I wouldn't say they played them lights out or at a high level necessarily. Um, I, I think it's just, I think we do the best we can as like fans when we try and map out a year and we look for certain things. But at the end of the day, I mean, you don't know too, like a lot, especially the first, uh, first string guys. I mean, I, I doubt you're going to see many first string guys, you know, go all out for a tackle or all out for a catch like they may in the regular season. So uh, I just, I think it's naturally what we do. We're so excited and we want to make our predictions and we want to figure out what's going to happen. And, uh Oh, you go out of bounds. You went out of bounds. Um, it's just a matter of Bonafon. It really, it's just how That's many guys can you, can you get out of the preseason that are healthy? Um, as the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah, he stepped out. So, um, so I actually think that I think so. This may be kind of cheating, but I think certain pre-seasons, preseasons actually do give you a solid look at if your team is a playoff team. And I'll, I'll give a couple of specific examples. Two thousand eight playoff, two thousand and eight preseason. Um, I knew, dang, he got lit up and he dropped it. Um, 2008 preseason, I knew we were going to the playoffs because of a couple things. One, when we played the, I believe it was the Indianapolis Colts. I remember I recorded this game on um, VHS. Your Betamax? No, VHS, you turd. And I came home and I watched it, and the defense was so solid. And I believe it was, I mean, it w- there was like, it was so many players that were making plays, like starters and backups, um, including like, super backup crap linebackers like Adam Seward. Um, And so I had a good feeling about that. And then we had the Redskins game that preseason where, you know, Stewart had an awesome, awesome running, and he put up like a 50-some yard run. And then the very next series, D'Angelo comes out, and he's like, okay, I'll do one better and and got an even longer touchdown run. Um, And it it, it was just a – complete dominance in terms of these starters were just making it look like the other starters were a second or third team. And so it like gave me a really good feeling. Then, you know, we went through a lot of crap in 09. I didn't get that feeling again until the 2013. Oh, wow. Will that Greer. Was that was terrible. By Will Greer. Terrible interception by Will Greer. Here through to nobody. That's a Jimmy Clausen lookalike. He missed two guys underneath. And, and he then, threw into the middle of a zone right out of Chicago Bear. Like, uh, I got to see I this I can't again. tell who. So, two guys underneath ran across. Yeah, he was looking past uh, them. He was throwing to a guy who was in triple coverage. I'm not sure yeah. what he was thinking. Uh, it's almost like he couldn't make up his mind because he had an underneath guy. Yeah. But he all, but he also threw it right to I, the guy. I, his eyes made it seem like he was going to the guy in triple coverage, but then the throw was like close enough that it could be the underneath guy. It was a crap throw. Yeah, Anyways. it was bad. So I didn't get that feeling again until the 2013 preseason and the absolute friggin' hard-on I got for our defense when we played the, the Baltimore Ravens. And we had... 
believe it was three defensive touchdowns and a special teams touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. I know we had Luke Keekley busted through on a toss to the left, popped the ball out. Thomas Davis recovered the the ball in the end zone. Uh, I believe it was a different DJ Moore, um, a cornerback, small quarterback. He used to play for the Bears. Uh, he's like my height, 5'10-ish. He had a pick six. I believe we had another pick six. Um, Luke had another pick in that game. Ted Ginn had a punt return for a touchdown that game. Like, we had... I mean, we beat the crap out of them. And I had a really good feeling. I was like, this is a playoff team. And the 2015 preseason, it was hard to gauge just because we we looked good. But Cam got hurt against New England. He got that broken rib. So it was hard to really gauge how good we were going to be because that was the third preseason game. Um, But, you know, and then in 2017, it there wasn't one specific thing in the preseason that I was like, oh, we're a playoff team, as much as it was a, this felt like a bounce back year. And odd year Panthers also. So, um, Yeah, odd year Panthers typically it goes pretty well. Yeah. 13, uh, 15, 17. I mean, even 09 wasn't that bad. I mean, we went 8 and 8. Could have been better, but we dealt with some injuries. Was that the year where they started out rough and then finished the year strong? Or am I thinking of a different? Like they fin- they were at like oh four one and something or two and something and then oh four was like that. Um, I could be wrong, but either way, yeah, Panthers are uh, a good team in the odd years. I think they've got the format down though for the NFL. Yeah, I think what they do right, you have a good year, right? And so your schedule comes out and you're playing teams at the top of the division. Then that year you have a bad year. So the next year you're playing at teams that are at the bottom of the division from the previous year. Because mm. the Panthers, if you look at the teams they're playing, the schedule's fairly favorable. I, I find it very interesting how we always play the... Um, we I say always, but more and more we are starting to play the Saints to close out the year. And it's almost like the league is wanting that. I, I, don't, I mean, it obviously is... A rivalry, but it's almost like the league is wanting it to be more of one. Yeah, and I always felt like Panthers Falcons was better because you had the eighty five connection. Yeah, like in terms of as a better rivalry, just because of it's much closer, and you yeah. just go straight down eighty five or straight up eighty five, depending on where you're at. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. We'll. Uh, oh, by the way, the oh nine season we started zero and three, then we won two, we went two and three. And then I remember when we had a we played the Buffalo Bills at home, and we had a chance to uh, to go three and three, and we were we forced a punt late in the game. <laughs> I just I love that this this game in two thousand nine is still like fairly fresh. Oh, fumble! Jeez, oh, same rea- same reaction yeah. there. And um, <laughs> by the way, this is gonna be great for people listening back to. Oh yeah, when they hear our reactions like, to a game. F? Do you remember that time we, we tried, tried to play, play Super Mario Brothers? <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was probably one of the worst podcasts in the history that, of podcasts. And then ever. we watched a uh, Charlotte basketball game. Oh man, that and was we were, just we were just, <laughs> just not just because it was Charlotte basketball or because of the podcast, but combined together, it was Ugh. even worse. But my point being was that we had a chance to go three and three, and Captain Munderland fumbled away the punt, and we we ended up losing. D'Angelo Williams had an amazing third and goal draw, 
and I remember Mick Mixon's terrible call where it's like, ooh, or no, it wasn't Mick Mixon. It was, I think it was the TV person. Um, and he was like, oh, who, who, who got through there? Who got through there? Why? Like a, Why? Like a, like a greased pig. Have you been watching Disney stuff with producer Finn and you just have Goofy on your mind? Because a I lot of these, a I'm lot pretty, of these sound I'm, like Goofy. I'm 99% sure that uh, producer Finn has watched a total of less than 30 minutes worth of of television with us in his life. Okay. Now I oh. can't speak for him with his former babysitter. Yeah. But Are you just, way. you're giving off very good goofy vibes right now. Well, that's a, I'm just waiting for a gosh. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I also wish this was a video podcast right now. Cause Greg's hair is pretty magical. Is it? Yeah. What yeah. It's, it's been worse. Everything's been worse, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so there's that. Oh, 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 nine was also the year that uh, Dwayne Jarrett had a one handed catch, mm-hmm. and um, everybody freaked out. Well, was- not just that, but he had a one handed catch against the Saints last game of the season, and they uh, they oh, Eric labeled was standing on the sidelines. Didn't they know he la- could do that. Shut up. They labeled the <laughs> highlight. They labeled the highlight. He went to Jarrett. Nice. That's a pretty good one. That's good. Yeah, I'm just saying. That was that was his one highlight in his career. I mean, it truly was. But anyway, so we're excited. Football's back. Uh, car shy, doing good. Car only down one in the match. Two-minute warning. I uh, feel so good to, to have football back. It really it does. good in my bones. So in my this, is, bones. this is the time for me where I... Uh, Really get back in my groove with sports because oh oh and just real quick just because I saw it I hate that we're going to London however that is going to be the coolest I know yeah the the producer Aaron and producer Vince we paid we'll for give, them to go out we'll, to yeah do we'll a give first a report look. on site yeah they're I'll, doing I'll an on site report this through customs yeah please but uh, I I hate that we're doing a game in London and all that crap places and away game but that has got to be the coolest feeling in the world for FA Obata. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was coming cuz I think If they cut him, I will cut you, Ron Rivera. We were we were one of Herney. what four teams I think going in this year that hadn't played in London yet. Yeah. I, I mean, so. we were due it, for it, one. We're due. I've been waiting. And thankfully and it, like, it was an away game. Yeah, thankfully it was an away game. Um but I I'm excited for it. It's a uh, you know, the pan- my favorite football team playing at my favorite football team stadium. So it's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So uh, this year, next week we'll be back, same Panther time, same Panther place. and uh, Well, maybe not this time, same time, same place, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I think the main thing we're looking forward to is football being back. And then yeah, I think we, won't, we won't have more of an idea of what the season's no. going to look like. but We'll have a lot more to talk about after, after the second game because, I mean, this first game, a lot of the starters didn't I figured play. next week maybe we could do a little bit of Panther trivia. That could be fun. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and, and and maybe we'll we could get the producer, uh, f- uh, producer Sarah and producer Aaron in on on some of that. You also hear my want. inevitable we'll meltdown about Tottenham when they lose their first game on Saturday. But you you can't remember which button it is. There you go. Good job. It took you long enough. Well, shut up, man. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I I think this is uh, it's been really good, and uh, I think we we all agree this is uh, this is really fun. Yeah, it's good to be it's, back. Uh, it's good to be back, and um, shout out to your job for uh, <laughs> helping out tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout out to them. 
Yeah, totally. Just testing out the old equipment. Yep. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, as we, we can edit that in post. As, as usual, this is Greg signing off. I'm Vince. Oh, get it, Cam. All right, let's let's do this again because we'll edit that part out. So I don't want to get you in trouble in case someone from work listens. Uh, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Greg signing off. I'm Vince. Remember, ah, fuck it. Oh wait, no. <laughs> 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 Keep buzzing. Nice. Driving all the old men crazy. The boys are back in town.